0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the gnarly gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft. I promised that eventually there would be another show, and here we are. Uh, Although uh, this week's show almost didn't happen also. I uh, started looking at the schedule, and every single night had something going on. I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) it's not going to be able to record this week. But uh, my wife got home early enough today, and I said, honey, I'm going to go make a podcast tonight. I don't know where I'm going to go. I don't know what I'm going to do or what I'm going to talk about, but I'm going to make a podcast. So, uh, send out the call, the uh, the gnome signal out to the, uh, the gnomies. And uh, uh, you guys were kind enough to, uh, to, to make a few minutes to sit down and drink a couple beers and, and talk about whatever it is we're going to talk about. It's going to be a great time. It's Julia, be fantastic. Josh. We'll,
1: we'll figure
0: it out. Um, uh, half of Truth Beer consequences, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit, and then the other half of... The,
2: the half half of Truth Beer He's the quarter of TVP. The course. Yes. Deck yes. and uh, producer. The, the, unofficial produ-
1: the unofficial producer. The unofficial producer.
0: Well, welcome to the show, guys. Welcome Thank back you. to the show, Julia. Thank you. Uh, Josh, you've never been on? I have never. That's, that, yeah. it doesn't seem right to me. Like, I trust you, but it doesn't <laughs> seem right. How, how have we managed to uh, to avoid having you on the show this
2: long? <laughs> I mean, he's only been on Truth Beer Pod once. Yeah, I've so... only been on TVP once. Yeah. So. yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're both slacking, I
0: guess. Yeah, well, uh, I, I could make <laughs> lots of excuses, but, <laughs> but I won't. Um, one thing that we do have to do before we get too uh, too deep into the the weeds, we have to drink a beer because Crap Beer Podcast. Mm-hmm. See if I can get the right button. The there it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm assuming we all have different beers. Uh, do you have the same one I do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, okay, but we so all
2: have Westside beers. We all have
0: Westside beers because that's where we're at. Westside is our uh, our unknowing host <coughs> <list laughs> this week. Um, Whether uh, they like it or not. We, uh, we used to kind of do that from time to time on the show. We would just show up and record somewhere. <gasps> and I really want to start doing it more... But with preparation to talk about them behind their backs because I think that's fun, and they have to sit and listen to me talk about them. But um, and we will talk a little bit about them. They're coming off of their uh, was it fifth? Is that right? It is. That doesn't make any sense. Like how does that work? But um, the magic of time. Coming off their anniversary, and uh, I, I really love these guys and what they do. So we'll definitely talk about them a lot. Um, uh, Let's let's start. What are you drinking, Julia?
2: I am drinking their H and R IPA, which was released for the fifth anniversary. It is for the the corner that they're on, Harrison and Roman.
0: Do you know anything about the beer?
2: I don't. When I showed up for the fifth anniversary party on Friday, they were so busy. Like I'm like, hey, what? You know, just real fast, what is it? What is this? It's an IPA. (laughs) It's an IPA, and it stands for this. And I just haven't had a chance to try to dig into finding out any more about it. So. And I, a pooper dog almost fell off the table behind
1: us. I, I thought it was a collab with H&R Block for a moment, <laughs> but I was, it wasn't tax season, so I was like, that's a little weird. Yeah.
0: I guess that's a good way to, uh, to get the best, uh, the best
1: deal on your taxes you can, just make, yeah. Yeah, yeah, make a beer. I'll make you guys a beer if you give us a break on, on our
2: you yeah. know, filing technically,
1: fees. Technically, Westside is on the H&R Block. Oh, so it that's is. good. H and R Bach. It
3: is, which yes. is
0: which is what the beer actually stands for, right? It's the <laughs> the, the Harrison and, and, and Roman Roman. Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking. I'm trying to look it up as quickly as I can, but uh, of yeah, all course. that all that
2: I was able to get was an American oh, IPA, which I mean, what does that even mean anymore? As far as styles. Sorry, go? I
1: have to prove no, I'm not good. a robot to Untapped. Yeah. <laughs> Watching the gnome solve a CAPTCHA live. Oh there it is. Oh my so god. Much. They're so annoying. Just give me
2: the checkbox that says I am not a robot and let me go on with my name. Just, just
0: trust me. H <laughs> R IPA, let's see. Oh. Their description on untapped is a whole lot better. It says an IPA made for the fifth anniversary.
1: <laughs> oh there you go. Oh geez, all right. Straight into the point. Hey,
2: you know, it doesn't get any better than that. Does it say anything about the street names so nothing. in it? Or just, there's nothing on there. So, That's
0: on untapped. So, so insider
2: information from Julia may or may not be the truth. All I know is I'm just repeating what the bartender's told me. Yeah, well, I can't find...
1: My, my assumption is it's going to be so limited that uh, they haven't even bothered explaining what it is. <laughs> it's just an IPA until they don't have it. There you go. Uh, so uh, what does it taste good. like?
0: Maybe we can figure something out based uh, on it. It looks, it looks West Coasty. It's,
2: It's, it's not... As was, it's definitely not a not in New England. It's right. definitely not hazy at all. It's nice and clear. It's crisp. The head on it when I got it was like meringue. I mean, it was fluffy and just bright white. Um, I'm not positive on the hops. I'm still not good enough to pick out individual hop sure. profiles. But it's a really bright, clean IPA, so leads more towards West Coast, I would the, say, yeah, without it's, being It's overly a little
1: more bitter. West Coasty. It's got a lot of
2: soft,
0: Soft, it. fruity or sharp. Piney, where more, is it kind more of... on
2: the sharp piney side, but if you if you're using that as kind of your it's almost, linear scale, it's almost sweetish. Yeah, it's a little su- it's a little sweet, but hmm. leaning more towards the yeah, the piney it, side.
3: Yeah.
0: No, I they,
2: definitely would not call it floral or fruity. Right. But it's not super dank or super piney or super resiny like yeah. strict West Coast are.
0: Well, and they I mean they do have plenty of. Big West Coast kind of styled True. IPAs here, so I don't think they, they don't need another one. <laughs> I um, mean, do I, they have I, anything on right now that is more East Coast? I don't. No, think they're, that they're they do. I, I
1: didn't see a single New England, which no. is uh, our a milkshake IPA. Although <laughs> <So it's, laughs>
2: on their coming up soon board, I'm so oh yeah, excited for that. A one. black IPA with spruce tips. Yeah, I love spruce tip I'm into IPAs. That. I just,
0: I, what I love about these guys is that they're not afraid to do things like that, right, even though you're right. not supposed to do it anymore. Yes. Like nobody, nobody cares about black IPAs anymore. But they, that's kind of why they they do them to be that place where um, some of those styles that maybe people don't understand
1: or don't don't get the love that they used to. Well, well, I appreciate black IPAs because I'm not a super dark beer guy, right? And it's like a gateway into that. Yeah, like yeah. I'm a hophead. I like IPAs. Wow. And a black IPA is a middle ground between, like, you know, a porter and and it's a hoppy porter. So it's a middle ground to where I can enjoy an IPA, but, like, I I don't have to worry, you know. You're still expanding that Yeah, I'm I'm expanding my palate. I'm not just doing the same old, same old. Well, it goes kind of both ways, too. If, like,
0: if there are people that are dark beer fans and that's kind of... when I kind of started drinking craft beer, I, th- I feel like all of the people that I hung out with like that 's how a lot of them got into craft beer. they're like oh yeah, I like I like you know cheap light beer, but have you you know tried maybe Edmund Fitzgerald or have you tried Guinness or whatever it was then that was kind of their yeah. their way into some of those other flavors, then black IPAs kind of can provide that bridge between some of those I dark think, roasty flavors and yeah. maybe some I
1: think those bridge beers are necessary I, I feel like they fit a very uh, important role in the beer community. I agree. I, I agree. agree yeah. yeah.
2: And what I like, kind of going back to Westside, doing a beer like that is they're not trying to make that style or that particular beer one of their flagships. They're just saying, hey, this is a style. Right. Here are the parameters for that style, and we're going to try to make one and do it like they say on all their cans, exceptionally well. Right. It's not. It's not going to be their next DIPA or TIPA, which is my all-time favorite, or their Common. But it's something that'll be around for a short amount of time to give something new to all the patrons
0: here. Right. Yeah. One thing that kind of has become a bit of a flagship for them is their double IPA. Yes. <laughs> and number, this is well deserved, which heart. is what you this two is are a, doing a, spin-off well. a spinoff of it. Yes. Uh, this is their their Nelson uh, double IPA, which I haven't even taken a sip of yet. So, oh uh, talk about your opinions of it. Why it, it's a, it also. so
1: West Coast or um, West side's double IPA is my number one beer. It's my go to. The flagship of my beer palette, uh, and every IPA, double IPA variant that uh, West, West Side Brewing has done, I I will drink that every time I come in. I love the uh, the different take, the different spin on what they're doing with double. Um, they had uh, they, they've had a couple they've had a couple in the past um, variations of their double IPA, right? And th- this one's really solid. I, is this really, all really Nelson? I believe it's all Nelson. So. Um,
0: again, we're going to try to try to look while I talk. Um, See, you didn't, you it's didn't Nelson Sovin. Yeah, I it's believe that's how you say super,
1: that, right? super... Uh, yeah, Sovans. I mean, it depends. Sovin is how I always it say it, but I do depends on really how east, east side sure. or
2: west side you are. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, if you would have told producer David to, like, look up some information um, on David's this stuff... David's useless we could... this
0: week. Single hop dippercinries. So... Yeah, so nine point three percent. It says this double dry hopped double IPA uses a single hop varietal Nelson Sauvin. Uh, Nelson Sauvin is a newer hop from New Zealand. It's not that new. Uh, I guess, I was say I guess it's been in the route world route of hops, they, they, maybe. They say
1: newer. Uh,
3: <laughs>
0: it's all relative. <laughs> uh, from New Zealand, with layered aroma notes of white wine grapes and passion fruit. Um, and that's all it says, and, and that that nails it. I mean, I. Now that you now that I read passion fruit, I definitely get that. But the 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 white wine uh, right off the bat, I mean, it's uh, almost got like that little, not that this is a tart beer, but it's got kind of that tart acidic kind of snap to the hops. That's that. Yeah, man, it's uh, yeah, fruity and
3: tropical a little but, dryness
0: to it. <laughs> um, it's uh, when you when you smell the beer, though, it almost comes off as like a like a, a funky hop. Like I've mm-hmm. never. I don't know if I've ever had that much Nelson dumped in one beer to, to get that from the hot before, but I, I definitely get it on this one. It's, a little
1: earthy. Yeah, I
0: guess yeah. That, that passion fruit, I guess, can kind of lend into that a little bit, too. Yeah. It's um, it's really good. Um, I,
2: Is this your first time having this one? This one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um,
0: it's fantastic. I, um, I, I, double IPAs are not typically what I'm going to grab when I go out to, to grab a beer. I'm usually in it for the long haul, um, but when I do, I really, really enjoy it. Well,
1: not 9.3%, it'll get it done. I think, so. oh, yeah. I think
0: the, the last show that I did record here, which was uh, Missing Link last year, uh, we sat in the back and put away a whole bunch of double IPA. <laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs>
0: and I think if you listen to the show, you can probably hear that.
2: <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
0: Uh, they they do it very well. They do uh, everything that they do. They, they do exceptionally well. I mean, that's right. kind of a uh, a cheesy thing that everybody says though oh, we're gonna we're gonna brew beer really good <laughs> right it's right. like it
2: but i feel okay. like what i really <laughs> does embody that like even styles that they have that might not be necessarily my favorite kind of style i still want to try because i feel that i'm getting one of the more um accurate depictions of the style right. if i get it from here whereas i'll I'm just looking at the board. Just barley wine. I don't know why. That's just the first one that popped out of me. If I get a barley wine here, I feel like I'm tasting a barley wine. Right. Where if I get a barley wine from some other local brewery, it's still going to be it, good. It might be great, but, but it might not be. You
0: know, it's somebody's interpretation right. of what the style is. It's their spin on the style, which right. Uh, right. that exists everywhere. But you sure. know, like yeah. a, they try really hard not to. Um, uh, not to put too much of their personality into these beers. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds it, like an a insult. A lot of but this is not. very not,
1: checklist to the to the book, right? right. Yes. And they do experiment with their hops, like this Nelson Sauvin double. But well, all the um, variants of their common what they, they do mean. is right. like this is it. We're not adding some random thing to make it right. ours. Like this is this is what it is. That's why common ale, common ale.
0: Well, and. As craft beer keeps growing and evolving and you have, you know, how many breweries around Cincinnati making their version of an IPA or mm-hmm. a pale ale or something, like this, as we have all of that going on, like to have those places where you can just go and get a traditional beer done the way that that beer is quote unquote supposed to be made. Right. Um, it becomes more and more important over time to kind of give people some kind of a baseline of, of, of where this style Maybe where it was, maybe where it's supposed to be, maybe where it's, you know, just gives you a baseline for for what people are doing with it. You can't can't understand somebody's spin on a pale ale, if it's possible to put a spin on a pale ale anymore. Uh, You can't understand that if you don't understand where that beer came Came from from, to to start. Right. I
2: would be interested to see what they do. They've never done a, as far as I can recall, like a sweetly adjuncted dark beer, like a peanut butter well no they did their peanut butter milk yeah. style
0: yeah they did a couple but of them but like ones. their
2: porter stuff like that it's i i actually prefer their base styles to the sweeter versions of them when i love sweet yeah, and I'm I, just really glad that they're yeah. kind of sticking to their guns
0: with. I do, but then like they have like the the fruited gozas, like they've got a key lime goza and a pineapple goza. One, and, yeah. Those are uh, fun though. Like super like I I saronite time, is.
1: very fun beer. Yeah. But
0: it is a spin on the style. It is something Trip. a little bit different. To me, a goza sh- is not really supposed to have fruit in it. You know, Trip. it's not not true to to style, but um, clearly. It's what, what a lot of people want now. but yeah. um, And even like the common, you know, you get the coffee common. We um, yeah, have mango common yeah. up there. Right?
2: That coffee common is so incredibly good. There was so.
0: a... Uh, the, the pineapple common was on tap at Jungle Gyms for a long time and very quickly became my grocery shopping beer because it was so nice. good.
1: <laughs> nice, I, I think one of my favorite parts of this tap room, um, when, when I go... When I get like double IPA in cans to drink at home... I think my favorite part of the taproom is coming in and finding a variant of that on the board that I can then enjoy while I'm here and then just go fall back to my quote-unquote default right. at home. So it's like a different experience. I don't just come here and get double IPA every time as well. Yeah, I can try something else, like similar. but That brings up a good kind of
0: topic. I, I, and I don't really know where I sit on this because I... When I walk into a tap room, that's kind of where I lean. I'm not going to buy... I'm not going to go to Mad Tree and drink a psychopathy. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if... That's probably a really good psychopathy. It's fresh. It's, you know, it always tastes better when you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't do it. I want something different. And I I wonder how much that's true for the average craft beer drinker. When they walk in, are they looking for their usual? Are, you, are they... Yeah, I assume they're selling a shit ton of common ale here. But yeah. if I can go down to Kroger and pick up common ale and throw it in my fridge... I don't really do want to come right. here and drink it. You know, I want something else.
1: But if they had like a variant of psychopathy, like a blood right. orange or right. something on tap that they didn't have in cans at the time, you might lean, You might yeah, get, yeah, go yeah. to that. Yeah. right? But like towards the end of the night, maybe you're like, all right, I've had enough. Maybe I'll just fall back on what I know. That yeah. I don't think that like at <laughs> the end of the night, like I'm not necessarily falling
0: back on what I know as I am. All right. low maybe <laughs> what's, okay.
2: what's easier to I drink. What and I can still <laughs> get there. home. Yeah. Um,
0: but, um, and usually that just happens to coincide with things that I I do yeah. drink a lot of at home, but um, I, I don't know how I don't know how true that is for most people though. Like I don't know if the normal drinker thinks like that at all, or if it's a, a nerd thing where you're like, I need new, I need different, I need. Uh, I mean, for the me, next thing.
2: it it is. It's not that I necessarily say I need new, I need whatever, but when I walk in, it's like, oh, that's something that I haven't had before. That's something I haven't tried. Right. I don't necessarily, if if all they had were like five or six just base beers and just randomly some variant of one of them on tap, I would still be perfectly happy coming here because the beers are just that good. But I like coming in and being like, what haven't I had before that I can try? Whether it's, you know, the Mango Common, which I haven't had yet, or... You know, sometimes it's just, you know, what they have. I'm just going to stick with, you know, a DIPA or something that I always go to. It's kind of about my mood, what I'm feeling. Right. Am I coming in just to have a single beer, just to kill a little bit of time? Or am I going to sit down for more of a drinking experience and be here and enjoy multiple? Yeah, so. some,
0: sometimes I find myself, especially with a place like this, like I'll walk in and I'll sit down. and I'm like, oh, you know what? Like I haven't had... Common Ale in a long time. Right. Like I know that it's a big kind of flagship beer but um, I haven't it hasn't been in my fridge for, you know, X amount of months or whatever. I'm like man, I just that's what I'm going to have. And like uh, that's where I'll kind of lean them, but it is because I haven't had it for a while. Like I'm not yeah. if I if I just finished the night before putting away, you know, a six, six, pack, six and pack and a half <laughs> of Common Ale <laughs> and then I come in here, I'm not ordering Common Ale, yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if that's just because I'm always trying to get to the next thing, or if it's actually like some kind of uh, drinker habit that you can measure across
1: a wider spectrum, right? Sometimes you're it could. not you're just not feeling being adventurous. But this is also <laughs> one of those
0: tap rooms where they, I don't know, how many beers do they have on tap up there? I mean, it's probably close to twenty that they they keep on tap at all times. There's a right. wide variety, and some of those other places, Mad Tree, rang Guys, they're like that too, where there's just a ton of choices. Whereas if, if I walk into Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not going to have that wide of a, a, a choice of, of right. what I'm going to be drinking. I'm right. probably drinking something that I've had before, you know, like it's, there's different types of breweries that kind of give us different things. Even even a place like Urban Artifact, mm-hmm. like if you're buying the small batch society beers mm-hmm. and you're going out there and buying, you know, the, the, the mixed 12 packs. You've probably had almost everything that's going to be on the board right now. There's not going to be a lot of different things. Yeah. So uh, different breweries are going to be different.
2: Right. (laughs) Yeah. I I definitely feel that almost the personality of the brewery itself plays into that as well. Because, again, using Westside, they make their core beers just so fucking good. You don't necessarily need to feel like, well, I need to try something new and different that they have. Right. Because you know whatever you're going to get is going to be solid,
0: Right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a bad beer here. I mean, mm-hmm. I've definitely had some beers that are better than others, but I don't think I've ever had something like, man, yeah. that's just... Yeah, I That's not what I wanted yeah,
2: at I've all. Yeah, I one or two where I'm just like, I don't know, just the style just isn't hitting for me today. Maybe it's maybe it was that day. Maybe it was whatever. But I've never had a bad beer
1: here. I, I have never had an IPA here that I did not like. Mm. like yeah, that's, that's pretty true
0: for me, too. And again, I'm not, not the biggest IPA fan, but like I... I stopped in here uh, a month or two ago just to do some work in the afternoon, and they had that uh, Amarillo Pale Ale. Oh one. yeah, and that my was good. God, like that's not a beer style that I'm. I probably would have not picked up a six pack at the store of that because it's not yeah. not my thing. I would have grabbed a single maybe. And yeah. uh, where I came in here, and I think I drank three of them. <laughs> like <laughs> my God! And then I went to the store and bought more, and I'm like, this beer is so good. Man, this uh, is gonna be problematic. Yeah, well that's but that's one of those instances where. It, it changes what's in my fridge because it was so good here. And so there, you know, there are that there's different sides of things. I don't
3: know.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's hard to get excited about stuff anymore because there are so many things happening in, in craft beer, but in Cincinnati craft beer.
1: True. Well, there was a dry spell recently of double IPA. Was there? <laughs> there yeah. Was. yeah. So there was we, like a- we showed up, we, we showed up here for uh, a pint and I was going to go pick up like two six packs of double. And they were out entirely, <laughs> and they said, "Come back in what it was like a two week weeks. or two, two, it was weeks. Like two weeks." And I was like, two weeks?" <laughs> like, and so I was like, "You don't have your flagship beer for two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> you forget
0: so, that like that this is, uh, you know, that it takes time to I'll to make show. a beer. Like we just expect that it's always there." <laughs> yeah. So
1: they actually had a uh, an event going on. It was like three dollar cans in in <laughs> like in the building, mm-hmm. and I'm I don't know if they sold out during that or what. But- sounds like it sounds like something that. Would happen. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they were completely out of double IPA for two weeks, and uh, we well, came back and
2: got some. I even checked them, a couple of the local, you know, bottle shops, like, oh, I'll just swing my Delhi Liquor, Kroger, whatever, and I'll just grab some there.
1: Out, out, out you gotta out. go <laughs> to those little places. I was yeah. Jonesing, yeah. so I did get excited <laughs> when they wrote they posted that they had Dipa back, so yeah. uh, yeah. even yeah. though it's a flagship, I still got excited for it, but well. so not specifically
0: just about Westside, but what. What gets you guys excited as craft beer drinkers these days? Because I do as think it's odd, hard. I as think it's odd hard as, as, hard to as get it excited. sounds.
2: I like seeing kind of new, new, innovative. Like I don't even want to say styles or adjuncts. I'm not sure what it is, but a lot of times re-releases of. Old beers that I You're like, right. Westside. They're going to be coming back with Braille Ale within the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That beer is so good. And it's like, oh my god, I can't wait for that to come out to get. I think you they're know, doing a safety. different
0: version this year too.
2: I think so too. Yeah. I mean, um, but like every year when, when they do talking. when they do Tipa whenever or, that comes t- out.
1: Yeah, Tipa uh, beer vent.
2: Beer vent. Beer vent. Oh, yeah. So that'll that'll get yes. you excited, right? Oh my but, god, yes.
0: It, that's so strange that's because, thing. like, I. I mean, it's not strange because it, it's awesome, but. You know, beer vent, I get so excited because I don't have control over what I'm going to be right, drinking. Right. And I think you that that, no that whole idea, idea is uh, uh, genius. really, really exciting as somebody yeah. who spends a lot of time being very careful about what it is that I'm putting in my fridge.
1: It's, it's a full month of gifts. I think that's why it's interesting. <laughs> you you, you, I like that you too, didn't pick but... them, right? Yeah, so not, you have no idea what you're getting.
2: I feel like I, anymore, I get more excited. Again, just kind of seeing some of those re-releases that only come out every few months or once a year. I still get excited when I see something new that I'm like, man, you know, like again, Mango Common, or uh, uh, what was?
1: Uh, um, uh, Urban Artifacts Pickle. Yeah, Oh my God, Stuff I like love that. that one. So that's something to look new. forward to, yeah, you know? You see it every year, but you wait for it every mm-hmm. year. That right, kind of thing,
0: so. yeah, and I, I mean, they, they tried a few years back, specifically talking about Pickle, of kind of pushing it, making it bigger, and I think it lost some of that specialness. and Kind of dial it back in. It was no
1: longer exclusive. Yeah.
0: I like that it's around Christmas time, too. Like, there is something... such a
2: good summer beer.
0: Th- but there is something about drinking a beer in the wintertime that, like, I, I almost... I enjoyed in a different way. Like, I'm not... Uh, I'm not sitting out by the pool, just crushing a bunch right. of, you know, that beer. I'm sitting down inside. I'm them like, Maybe it's the inside versus outside drinking. I don't know. It could be. It's a different type of of drinking. Um, I looked it up. I, so there was a label that came through. This is not any kind of <laughs> proof or evidence or guarantee that this is actually happening. It's an um, idea that they had that
2: they wanted to. But
0: a label for uh, Tangerine Juicy IPA came through Ooh. as Braille Ale. Wasn't so, there a raspberry it was a raspberry like tart, a tart. Like a tart goza, you know, it was like a tart. I think it was a goza. Or yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I think. yeah. Um it was definitely a tart. That's quite
0: a shift. Uh, it's Here, a huge right? shift, but uh, I'm in for it, right? Yeah. 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 Well here's the other one. Yeah, it was a raspberry goza. Okay. Okay. Was the other one.
1: Yeah, I'm in I'm in for it. I'm yeah. glad that they are so uh, varied. That it's just a name and they just do yeah. what they want for it. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: See if there's anything else exciting lately. The cucumber Serrano. We've seen that. God, that, that is coffee so common. good. So uh, Dunkel has that been in cans before? I have not seen that. I don't um, it, think possible. the Dunkel's been in cans. I don't
2: recall.
0: Citrus wheat. Um, they I,
2: I think these are coffee wheat.
0: This is. I think this is a little bit different artwork for the Fest beer. But I, I once, new. I
1: once uh, heard somebody refer to Dunkel as alcoholic chocolate milk, and I've never <laughs> been able to think of anything else. <sighs> <laughs> I can't go ahead. Um, I, I,
2: can, I can see it. I don't necessarily know that I agree with it, but I can no, see it. No, I that. just we, think it's
1: because it's thick. It's
0: dunkel so, was another one of those styles that as a early craft beer drinker, we drank a ton of because yeah. we go to Hofbrauhaus. Uh, to me, their best beer that they had on tap at the time was the dunkel.
1: Varsteiner's Steiner's um, like, uh, that was like a bigger name back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Really. yeah. So we definitely put away a lot of dunkel as college kids. <laughs> um, but that was... Uh, It was more because, again, going back to that earlier discussion, more about those those approachable flavors that kind of push you just a little bit out of your comfort zone. It brings some of that roasty kind of stuff in there with something that's light and easy to drink. But um, there also aren't a lot of great dunkles made by (laughs) local breweries or craft craft breweries in general. (laughs) There's not a lot of craft dunkles. Well, I mean, uh, you have to consider some of those actual German dunkels as uh, craft. craft. I mean, oh, that, yeah, yeah. that, that's fair. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> the, the term craft is always hard I would to... say, not commercialized. <laughs> <laughs> what is a craft beer? That's well, that Let's go was, there. Ooh. What is a craft beer? Yeah.
2: That was really, that was something in, uh, the, tanks uh, podcast that you were on yeah. a couple weeks back that really had me thinking like, what, what is craft beer to me? Right. Cause it's an excellent question. Um, I would, I feel like it's kind of a generic answer, but a beer that is, I don't even want to say necessarily small batch, because what's small batch anymore? Technically, Rheingeist is still kind of small batch. batch.
1: Smaller than what?
2: Right, right. I know. It's it's, (laughs) like
1: production line, corporation. But I I mean, look at something
2: like Rheingeist. That's all still craft. And my God, they are absolutely massive. That's true. But they're still craft. I don't know. I think craft's more a feeling. Just that feeling of you're drinking something that's part of a community
0: rather than... But it's even... And and, and I get where you're going with that, but then what about the fake feeling? Like, you know, there are are places that are really good at making you feel like you're in a craft brewery, Mm -hmm. even though you are definitely not not in a craft brewery. How does that kind of fit into the picture too? Is, I mean, if it's... If you've got a big, giant, you know, multinational conglomerate of beer-making factories Mm -hmm. that can make a beer that makes you feel that way, maybe it is craft, right? Because it makes you feel that way. I, I I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's it's a very it's a very big topic for what used to be a very small percentage of what we all
0: drank. If if you're a place like Madtree or Rangeist or Tafts or whoever, mm. you know, name any one of those big places in town and they're cranking out a garage beer or a cold boy or something like that. Right. Is that a craft beer? Is that a craft version of a macro beer? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, would, I would lean towards yes the, to the latter half. I think I, if, if, when I think of craft beer, I think of shining light on the ingredients that make that beer if, I, if 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 most IPAs are touting what hops they're using and the flavor profiles and <laughs> things like that, um, when, when I when I think of uh, what you call a macro beer, I just think of a beer called beer or lager, right? Like they don't they don't say anything about it. It's just called a, their lager, and teach their own i don't does budweiser like that's that's what i'm pulling up right now
0: (laughs) the budweiser label the stereotypical label that we've all seen (laughs) a thousand times if you read that stupid script that it's hard to read because it's in cursive um it says uh this is not the it um, there's a longer version um uh (laughs) <laughs> Brewed by our original all-natural process using the choicest hops, rice, and best barley malt. But it, it doesn't say what hops. It doesn't, it doesn't say. say what hops. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I I feel like the the craft side of it is shining light on the recipe, shining light They're on how it's made. Um, and I I think there's like a local feel tied to it. Right. It feels like you like the community is part of the process. I think that might be
0: the biggest part for me is that they're so tied into their neighborhood or their city or the community somehow in, in everything that they do. Like that's a, that's a big part of the business. And I, I, that doesn't exist with a, uh, a, a big brewery for the most part. But then you start looking at some of those examples that have kind of, you know, the places that have sold out, you know, um, per se. Um, they are still kind of dialed into their community Canadian. the way they were right. before. So yeah. the, it just gets, gets muddy and confusing. And-
1: I, I mean, if you think about this in perspective, if, if you were to take uh, 30 different loggers across commercialized Budweiser, think, think, all that, right. like, and you just had them in Dixie cups, and you didn't know what they were, and they were just placed in front of you, you might have a hard time determining what is, quote unquote, from a craft brewery versus what was, quote unquote, manufactured, that kind of thing.
0: Maybe, depending on what style P- we're talking potentially, about. Potentially. Sure.
1: Potentially. But I think um, that, what is it, craft is a feeling. Right. But like, is, is
0: there maybe a difference between a craft brewery and a craft beer?
2: I would say Yes. I would say yes, because a craft brewery, I feel like, does have more of that community feel, more of that, even if it's a a, a bigger craft brewery like the Mantries, Trees, the Rheingeist, they still feel like they are very community-based, right. where if you look at it just from the beer itself, you could have anyone, anywhere, in any facility making right. a Nelson Double IPA. Is it going to be as good as what comes out of a smaller brewery? Maybe, maybe not. Right.
0: I mean, it's, it's so hard. I do think that
2: there's a difference between a craft brewery and even a craft beer. Anyway. Yeah,
0: there's sometimes but, it's hard to call some of these things craft beers that, that people are, are making. But mm-hmm. um, not, not a dig at that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. do what you do because your customers want it, and I get that. Um, but sometimes that process is not, uh, quote-unquote, craft.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's not a dig, but something like garage beer, I don't know if I consider that craft. It's not experimental in any way. It is literally manufactured for the masses. It's 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 supposed to be the thing that's quote unquote just like Bud Light. You know what <laughs> I
0: mean? But on you know, to 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 argue that point, that's kind of the same thing that a lot of the stuff here at Westside that they're trying to do. It's not that's it's not okay. it's not trying to do anything special, it's just trying to like this is what it's supposed to be and doing that thing. Yeah, but it's very much craft beer and I can't, I don't... I understand what you're saying. I just can't figure out why. Maybe exactly. it
1: depends on the style.
0: Maybe. Like, so, uh, uh, can uh, can anybody make a craft light American <laughs> lager? <laughs> uh, my instinct is, yeah, of course you can, but would I be able to recognize it right. without something else around it? Right. Um, like, if I just drank the beer, would I recognize that this is a... Craft light American lager. Uh, I, I don't know.
2: Which is why I tend to. I, I I think I'm. It's still like tumbling in my head. But I, that's why I feel like for me, craft, craft brewery, craft beer, is more about the feeling you get either from where you're sitting while you're drinking it, right. or the knowledge of what that whatever company brewery whatever makes it right. does for the community, or that they're not afraid to tell you exactly what that recipe bill is or you know that they're just contributing back even if it is a huge conglomeration but they're contributing back to the communities that they have their production facilities in
0: yeah i mean okay. if you if you go to st louis i'm i'm fairly certain i don't know for a fact i'm sure budweiser gives a shit ton back oh, to their community
2: i would hope so but yeah i don't know. I also so, but,
0: think that if you went there and you asked them about what hops are in it they would probably tell you like i don't think it's a secret anymore like i think uh have I, to, I, I
1: don't feel like it's uh, it is what makes it Budweiser though. Like, right. I, I feel like it's not um, it's not the highlight of the show. Um, there's also no there's experimentation no there's, or anything.
0: there's no push to make Budweiser better, and maybe that's because Ma- in maybe, their mind it's, it it's as innovation. good as it
1: can be. Maybe it requires innovation.
0: Like I think even with a place like this where. They're trying to make beer as, as as true to style as possible. They're still pushing to keep making it better.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And that, I, don't, I don't know that I don't think well, that happens. So, in some right. So
2: like the if, macro if, beers they have, what works for them, what sells to the masses, and that's it. They're like, we're not changing the recipe. We're not. We're making right. sure the the water profiles in all the different states we brew in is exactly the same as this one central right. location. There's nothing. Regional about it, other than maybe like the you know the sports team logo on the can during you know sports ball season. So
0: well, and I I've talked about this before that I think that if you know just to keep using Budweiser as an example because they're the easy ones to pick sure, on, sure. but if they showed up in Cincinnati and said, "Hey, here's the deal: we're opening a brew pub in OTR. It's going to be a restaurant with uh, burgers and, and and wings and all of this great drinking food, and we're gonna we're gonna crank out a bunch of Bud and Bud Light that's brewed on site." We're also going to do some other weird stuff. We're going to try some... some They're going to drop a lime some, in one or two some, in it. <laughs> some, some regional spins. I'm saying actual real stuff. Some regional spins on Budweiser. Do an unfiltered version. Do this, do that. We're going to do some, some fun stuff with it. We're going we're gonna to make some beer. I think I'd freaking go there.
1: I, I would, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I would, I was I was going to say that um, if Budweiser tomorrow came out with, like, a double-hopped Budweiser or something like that, I might consider that craft beer at that point. Right. Like they're they're experimenting, they're innovating, they're they're doing something other than just a default. Right. So and is
2: determining if something's a craft beer is it individual to <laughs> each of those beers and not something that can be used as a blanket statement anymore?
0: Right. Is there Ooh. is there an actual thing you can say? This is what craft beer is. I just thought of some something. Uh
2: oh.
1: Would that make Natterdays? A craft beer. <laughs> you cannot
0: make
2: Natterdays yes. a craft beer. <laughs> what about the that's, red, white, and blue? That's coming. That's coming from
0: somebody that hates Natterdays. I think it's disgusting. I think it's an abomination. I, I'm not a fan, but it is.
1: It is technically an innovation <laughs> oh, on a natural light. Sure. So it, yes. maybe. I yes. guess by my by my previous statement, that would, would technically make Natterday a craft beer, craft beer
2: that which hurts I don't my if, soul. Yeah, I don't know if I.
1: I don't know if I consider that, but. Uh, I'd love to know what the listeners think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would. I, I mean, I think that much like us, I, th- I think people are confused by the idea of what craft beer is. I think that people rally around some kind of an idea, and I don't know if they know what that is. Like, I don't. I don't think that it's even related to the beer at all. Um, I think it's more of related to a space and uh, like you talked before about the community and things like that. I think that's what makes. Craft to people. I, don't, I don't Yeah, I think, think it's the liquid feel. at all.
1: It's, I, it's got a, it's, I think it all comes back to a feeling. It's a feeling of uh, it's it's a feeling of community inclusiveness, um, and I feel like that's lost with the I'm calling manufactured beers the ones that you just go to Kroger and get. There's right. no other. There's no tap room for it. There's no one talking about it. It's just always there. Right. Old reliable. If the I get a bud, I'm not. I don't feel you know like I'm part of mean? anything.
2: I'm just Drinking something, where if I get you know double, I whatever.
0: I think you can though. Like I think think it's possible to find that situation or that place or that 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 time. But then is it about
2: the beer, or is it again about the feeling, about the situation, about you know the the that moment that you're in when you're drinking whatever it is? You've mentioned plenty of times on multiple shows that, like, you know, your favorite beer is the one that's in your glass, or sometimes that macro beer is the best beer because of the memory you had of what was going on when you were drinking it. It wasn't the beer itself that made it special, it was everything going on around it. And I think that that really is what... Crap, which I guess makes Bud crap sometimes. <laughs> if you want to try it, can to,
0: it can? I, yeah, I, I you know, it's, not it's that weird. I ever feel good calling Bud crap, <laughs>
2: but if you're looking at it through that lens, right, it, it could be. It could be that feeling that makes it right more special than something else.
0: What what makes it special for you guys? Like, is there a thing that makes? A uh, quote-unquote craft beer <laughs> <laughs> that makes all of this special? I mean, is it, about, is it about the liquid? Is it about that exploration and finding new things? Or at this point, have you kind of tried the new things and you understand where you're going with almost any beer that you pick up?
2: I think to a point it is about the liquid because if it's just bad, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's made by the most amazing teeny tiny local brewery in your hometown that has, you know, the best workers and the best atmosphere, whatever. If it's just not good, I mean, it's not going to be anything special to you. So there is, there is,
0: but on the flip side, you can go to a place that has not great beer and still fall in love with it. Sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do think that the quality of the liquid does play a, a part of it. Because if you go somewhere and you have something, you're like, Yeah, this is fun, but I just, I'm not not enjoying anything that I'm drinking. (laughs) There's, you know, why you might not go back, even if everything else is great, because you're like, there's nothing here for me to enjoy while I'm here.
0: But we live in a city like Cincinnati where uh, quality is not a huge problem for us. Like, we don't have bad breweries hanging out. True. So there has to be something else that makes a place special. Like, what is it that makes it special for you guys?
1: That is such a hard question. Right. It really is. So treating it, uh, Julia and I like to visit new breweries, and we have very few we haven't been to. Right. Right. We've we've crossed a lot off the list. And um, a lot of the breweries we've been to are not necessarily one-and-dones, but we've only been there once. And Because there um, are so many. Because there are so many, and some of them are pretty far from us. So Mm -hmm. I think that... It's like a first impression thing. If, if I go to a brewery, the atmosphere could be fine. But if I go to a brewery and I wasn't like, if not a single beer I tried was just like, oh, that's good. Right. You know, if, if nothing is even remotely like blowing me away, I'm kind of not inclined to want to go back there. Right. Um, but if, if if I have a decent experience, like decent beer or a decent time at the brewery, even if the beer was fine, but the atmosphere is awesome, it's going to make me want to go back. Right. Yeah. And then you start falling in love with the place. I, I mean, we've been to a couple places um, that I wasn't super impressed with, and then the more we went back there, the more it Some grew more you on start me. Start to fall in love. Right. Um, yeah. And,
0: and maybe that goes a lot of different ways. Like sometimes you can go to a place and the atmosphere sucks and the people suck and it's not really fun to be there, but the beer is incredible. So the more you go, the more you fall in love with that suckiness right. because the beer is so great or vice versa. Sometimes the beer's not amazing, but there's somebody behind the bar or somebody that owns the place that is just an amazing person and you fall in love with that. Or maybe... The, the beer and the people suck, but then there's just that space and the atmosphere of it are just perfect. And so the more you go, then you fall in love with it. So right. maybe, maybe you know, it, all of those things by themselves can be part of that um, bigger algorithm. Of
3: yeah.
2: Because <laughs> there, there are some places that I go more for the beer, more for, you know, what I am drinking. Sure. There are other places that I like more for, like, you know, the beer's fine, the beer's good, but I like... The space, Like, I like that, you know, I can just kind of sit in a quiet corner and just people watch yeah. while I'm there. And it's not, you know, loud and rambunctious and, you know, full of dogs. Well, full of dogs <laughs> is always a good thing. Uh, but, yeah, it just kind of depends on what you're looking for when you go out that hits that, you know, what makes a place special. Right. Like one day, Westside, sometimes I, I might come in here and go, I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, right. the beer's good, but I'm just not into whatever the atmosphere is of the brewery. I
1: I don't want a madhouse when I go to a brewery. I want a relaxed, quiet experience. If it is as busy in here as, like, a bar, like, where you can't... You're literally waiting in line to get a drink and you're trying to get somebody's attention. Like, that's not good to me. Um, I would say... I have to yell
2: at who I'm trying to talk... At who I'm, like, sitting at the same table with trying to talk to, then...
1: I would say it depends
0: for me on what kind of mood I'm in or who I'm with or why I'm there like there are some times where I kind of like that chaos I like yeah. I like having the chaos around me as long as I can have a beer in my hand why, 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 yeah. you know.
1: I think if you're out with people and it's like a, a party kind of atmosphere I think that's fine right if you're just going out to have a beer or two then uh, yeah I, I, I don't want a madhouse if I'm just trying to relax and have a beer
2: Although um, sometimes if, like, there are times when, you know, you'll go do your thing and I'll just, like, come here on, like, a Friday night, it'll be a madhouse. But I'll be able to find, like, that one seat by right. the window, one seat where I'm like, it is absolutely insane here. But I can still just sit back and just people oh, watch. I love and people just, watching. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: To me, that's but there are sometimes other to- a joy. <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely. But then there are other times where it'll be that exact same thing where I'm like, I just, yeah, I want a little more quiet to just sit with my thoughts rather than have everyone else distracting me from whatever's
0: gone on well, during the day. Well, if you want a quiet, uh, contemplative uh, night, uh, tonight <laughs> is not the <laughs> night for you to be a West <laughs> uh, We're going to kind of we wrap things up a little short because uh, there's some other people here that uh, um, we're going we're gonna to go hang out with. So, Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything you guys want people to know other than uh, plug your show and tell people how to find that? But...
2: Uh, yeah, if you like Cincinnati Craft Beer and Craft Beer Podcast, listen to Truth Beer and Pot Sequences. I do it with uh, Marco, who is a local bartender brewer here in Cincinnati, uh, at Truth Beer Pod on social media. You can find Truth Beer and Pot Sequences anywhere that... Podcasts
0: exist. I'll put the link in the show notes. Ooh, will
2: you? <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. Um, enough.
0: I assume that most of the folks that listen to this show know about True Peer Consequences. If you don't, make sure you go and just give it a listen. Give it a uh, a subscribe. Um, even if you hate the show, just listen through. Listen sure. to it like four four times speed and uh, <laughs> tell somebody else about it because <laughs> um, it's 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 fun stuff to have. Some kind of hub for this this community that's yes. uh, that's building in the city.
1: So the
2: aggregation destination for Cincinnati Crap Beer Podcast, as <laughs> god awful as that sounded when I said it. <laughs>
1: The, the aggregation destination. I love it.
3: <laughs> sounds
0: like something Marco
1: would uh, was, say 19 like, times. sounds like a W.E.B.N. like <laughs> news segment or something. Well, guys, I appreciate you
0: uh, taking a few minutes out of your evening yeah. to sit down and uh, make this happen. No yeah, thanks for the
2: invite. Uh, let's go drink some beer. Hell yeah. Uh,
0: see if I can get the right button.
2: Hey, Good I did job. it.
0: I was either going to play that or uh, the old Weekly Pint intro music.
1: <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Uh,
0: thank you guys very much. Um, if you don't already subscribe to this show, do that. If you have not lately told somebody about the show, tell somebody about the show. That's how it keeps growing. That's how this whole thing works. If you want to support it, go to thegnarlygnome.com support.
3: That helps more than anything else right now. So cheers. Sensy Brewcast, the voice of Sensei Craft.